0: The following episode of Fofop is rated MA. It contains alternating hosts, a rotating roster of guests, and mild course language. Fofop advises that it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15, or anyone who came here looking for one of those highbrow NPR-type podcasts. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deak speaking. (laughs)
1: Hello and welcome to Fozfop. I'm Will Anderson, and uh, it's a, a Fosfop. I think that's what it is this week. It is. Uh, James Fosdyke is joining me. Hello, James.
0: Hi, Will. Good to see you.
1: It's nice to see you also. I mean, it's rare for two people who work together so intrinsically and closely know, that we right? rarely do actually see each other's faces. So this <laughs> is... <laughs> well, I see yours a fair bit, mate.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's a good point, yeah. but not in yeah. real time like this.
0: No. No, that's all right. Everyone kind of thinks I do, I think, and uh, and it's not true. No.
1: In fact, do you see I my just, face a lot, but um, it, it, in fact, you see it so often that sometimes you get sick of a version of my face and you have to request <laughs> new photos for a different version of my face? It's happened like, Come recently.
0: On, Come on, mate. <laughs> I remember like Token would – I think the first time I worked with you guys like with Token on it, they sent like a folder of about 50 shots and that's like a dream for me. So I'm like, oh, I can go through it. I can... And then every year progressively it gets less and less. And I think with – um. The sky was falling. What you're talking about? Will? that was like, can you just screenshot Gruen? Like,
1: <laughs> like come on, guys. M- Mr. Anderson good- doesn't enjoy getting his photo taken. Why do you think that he's invested <laughs> so yeah, much money exactly, into having you draw exactly. me? It's clearly because I don't like getting my photo so I'm like, taken. Come
0: on, mate. Just do do one shoot a year or something, you know, and and I'll be happy. I think. Yeah, but you know, I'm pretty all right apart from that. Yeah.
1: Uh, now, you've been busy, though. Um, you've been very busy. I mean, you're always very busy, but you've been particularly busy recently. Tell, tell me what's been going on in your world.
0: I mean, the year started with, with um, oh, it was great. I had a holiday. Um, I was at the beach with my family, and and I was checking my emails, as you do, at the beach, and I got a job offer from one of those sort of dream places where, you, where you're kind of like, holy shit, that's a, that's a big name.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then I looked at the price and I was like, oh, fuck, that's awful. Like, that's (laughs) horrible. And, 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 um... And so I was like, I don't think I'm going to draw Minnie Mouse. And and then I got another <laughs> job offer. And um, like, yeah, it was Minnie Mouse in a lo-fi YouTube video or something like just working at a desk or something for, to play on loop right. for like 10 hours or something. And yeah.
1: Okay. I don't know. For for, do you know what even that project would be? Is that purely for perverts, or is it for children, or is it like what is the? I
0: think I think it's for people to put on while they study, or oh. or something like that. <laughs> like just to have like ten hours of music on YouTube <laughs> or something like with with yeah. Probably shouldn't have said you know. Um,
1: Sorry that yeah. yeah Dis- Disney, you're gonna come around and break your legs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't be uh, drawing a Spider-Man poster anytime soon. <laughs> no, but I just, I just thought it was funny because I just like, yeah, a lot of those um, dream jobs that you kind of think about when you're mm. a kid, um, you think that there's there's so much money attached to them, like, and you you've got this idea that the comic artists that are drawing Wolverine and and stuff like that are just driving around in Lamborghinis and, and just, just lapping it all up. But it, it, it's not the case.
1: Like- no. I mean, all those big businesses, the ones who, like, have been very successful in the world of using animators, the general story is the reason they've become successful is they exploit their animators. It's all over exactly. here. It's the, the story exactly. out of anything that basically uses animation is how badly <laughs> they're exploiting the animators.
0: I know. And that's what I think, like, all that stuff for the She-Hulk, um, mm-hmm. how the how all the Marvel yeah, how it's just you've got you've got Australian companies, like you've got people I remember there was one place in Adelaide, I think, rising sun, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. And they were doing I remember it was a big deal at the time that they were doing effects for the core, which was like uh
1: The Cause? The Irish music group The Cause?
0: No, it was the it was the film where they drilled to the centre of the earth. Oh. Like Hillary Swank is in it. And it's like we've got to drill to the center of the Earth for some reason to save the Earth, or like like it's it's one of those kinds of films. But like on the trail of Armageddon and all that. But I remember they were like, "Yes, we got this." And and now like I see them sort of popping up in in a lot of Marvel stuff, and 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 it's and they must be very good. But also, it's just like they're farming out like all these effects to as many people as they can to get this like because everything's being like computer generated and Mm. and this work some people think it's like it's as simple as pressing a button or or that kind of thing but yeah the way it's progressed like with the uncanny valley and all that like you you're getting some pretty insane special effects these days like um it takes some pretty shit work for me to to be unimpressed by these (laughs) these digital artists because they're amazing like where we are living in a, in an age where you're just seeing these fucking obscure comics that I used to read being made into full shows and, and stuff like that. Like you've got bloody like Sweet Tooth. Like I can look at my my book. You've got Sweet Tooth, which is like this little kid with antlers. It's like the fucking saddest comic in the world about this, like this kid born with antlers and, and everyone wants to kill him and and he's being hunted by just like in this apocalyptic mm. wasteland kind of thing.
1: I mean, you'd hope you'd hope that it was an apocalyptic wasteland though, like not just in yeah. general modern day society. Everything else is normal <sighs> apart from this one kid with antlers that we're going to hunt.
0: Yeah. Now, there's like a bunch of like hybrid sort of animals children, okay. like animal human children, and um yeah, they made a season of it for Netflix, I think, last year, and it's pretty good. Like they they made it they had to make it like more uplifting than the fucking comic was. <laughs> so I just remember being so sad and it's just like I'm reading it going, Yeah, I won't be passing this one on to Amy because it's just like this is just too sad. Um, yeah, I just couldn't couldn't give that to her kind of thing. But I, I don't mind I don't mind reading something that's good and sad if it's good.
1: Yeah, uh, have you? We spoke about Marvel and we spoke about She-Hulk. Did you watch mm-hmm. She-Hulk? Did yeah, you consume yeah. She-Hulk? I, See, loved they, it. I loved it too, and part mm-hmm. of it was because they acknowledged and played with all these things. Like yeah. there were literal scenes in the final episode where they were just asking her to do a change off-screen because it was exactly. too expensive to do it exactly. on-screen, and, and the- I was like, great, "That's great."
0: The breaking, like, because in the comics as well, like, they would, they would, she would, like, go through to the back or, or go, like, rip through to a letters page or, or something like that and comment to the reader. And, and the way they did that with the Disney thing and her popping out of the screen that way, like, was a great little, little thing that made it a bit different because you've got Daredevil already who, who breaks the fourth wall and, and She Hawks, another character that kind of does that, right? So, yeah, like, sh- she sort of differentiated herself a bit from that, and and it was just great to see. I was just struck by the memory. Like, I think She Hulk was like my first, like a sexual awakening. I think, <laughs> like when I was like really, really young, I remember yeah. um, having some kind of dream. Where she hulk was a giant and she picked me up and put me in her pocket and took me around. And and I remember having special feelings that I've never had before. And like when I was really, really young. So it's just like so She-Hulk Mom, has, been, has been around. And I do like being carried by giant women. Like it's it's just yeah. great. Uh pick me up, please.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why James. You'll always find him down at the local basketball league, yeah. <laughs> just uh, just begging the centres, please, just Painted pick like me up. Painted like a basketball, <laughs> put me in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just sky, rolled in a ball, disguised as a basketball, <laughs> in the hope that a giant woman yeah. will pick yeah. you up. Oh wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, the old bait ball—that's yeah. James Fosdyke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he I does this all she the time. Hawk. Don't worry Fuck. about it. Yeah,
0: I'm like, no, it's great. It's great. Like, it has nothing to do with those feelings. Yeah, mm. it stands on its own as a great show. Yeah, was- it's
1: interesting. Like the the only thing that probably is unrealistic about the show is the central premise that people only although maybe based on the dream that you had when you were a little kid yeah. maybe this is true that people found her much more sexually attractive when she was she hulk than they did ordinarily because she is one of like yeah. the cutest most attractive like yeah. not just actresses but also characters where you're like
0: and you've just got these disinterested <laughs> guys yeah. just going yeah what, whatever yeah is okay. not she big and oh, green what? yeah yeah and um i don't know but um it, it was good. Yeah, it was just good to see. I think they did it right. It was nice to, yeah, I've been a bit sort of down on some of the stuff coming out, like the Eternals and and stuff was just really disappointing. Um, but, yeah, I think um, it gives you a little bit more hope. You know, you've got Ben Mendelsohn coming up in the next Marvel TV show. I think is
1: that right, Mendo? What's, what's yeah happened? with
0: Sam Jackson? Is it?
1: I was just the Mendoorian. Oh, the the S- no, yeah, the,
0: the, no, no, the secret, secret invasion, like where um, it's oh, the every, Skrulls, you're, you're a you know,
1: scroll. You're a scroll. You're a scroll. You're yeah, a Everyone's a scroll. Yeah, yeah, okay,
0: yeah, it's that. So um, yeah, hopefully um, hopefully that'll be good. But um, I watch yeah, I watched
1: the is, trailer for Ant Man the other night. And yeah. I've got to be honest with you, it looks like I, I my, like my suspicion after watching the trailer was like, oh, Ant-Man's going to die. I think they're going to kill Ant-Man in this movie to set up the – I think they need like a – I, I don't know if that's true or not. It was just my sense that I got after watching the trailer that I was like, I think they need like a big character, a character to be to killed off by the new big bad to make sure that the big bad is seen as the big bad. And I think that Ant-Man might die.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's a good one to uh, to chop off, like because it's based on you've got this the tech, right? Mm-hmm. So he, there can be another Ant Man.
1: Well, his daughter um, is already Ant. Like I mean, whatever she is, Stinger or whatever her character was called. So wasp, the, yeah, yeah, you can you can ca- you can carry on the the Ant tradition right. through technology. Yeah. I mean, it's a family business anyway. It was Dad and Mum in the first place, right?
0: I'm trying to think. In the comics, they had a huge like. Ant-Man was was a was an abusive person. Like he would he would beat his wife and stuff. And I think that might be the 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 Michael what's his face? Yeah,
1: oh, the yeah. Uh, the the Michael Douglas.
0: Yeah, I think that might be his character mm-hmm. in the comics. Was just horrible. And so yeah. I don't
1: know. All right. So you're on a beach in January. That's as far as we got. But you're on a beach in January. Okay. You're having a great holiday with your family. <laughs> and you're checking and, emails um, and turning down jobs.
0: And then, like, yeah, the next email was was um, Auntie Donna. And, like, it was through the management kind of thing. And it was just like, just wondering if you'd be interested in, in doing a book with, with Auntie Donna. And it was just like, I didn't have to read any more than that. It, did, it didn't matter to me how much, um, when they wanted it or whatever. Like, I, I was just like, fuck yes. Like, <laughs> I want to work with Arnie Don. Um, they're so fucking funny. And so, yeah, I was, I was really looking forward to it. And, um, and I remember I, I might have just started when we caught up in, did we catch up in March?
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I might have just started around then. And it was probably around 50 pages, which, you know, saying that kind of ruins the premise of the whole book. So we can also say that I started it 30 years ago, like, um, and <laughs> with the original Auntie Donna, who was a person and drew this kid's book that, that captured the minds and hearts of a young Broden, Zach and Mark, like when they're in primary school, getting read, um, always room for Christmas, pudding uh as children they decided to become auntie donna
1: have you ever uh, read the princess bride the book the princess bride
0: i haven't read the book no
1: okay so it's it's interesting that what you're doing i mean not in a in any way that's a bad thing just in a way that it's a familiar thing um is very much what william goldman does with the book the princess bride so the idea is that he's recounting of the book The Princess Bride, that he's actually just creating and writing in this moment, is based on this, you know, old text that he found and script and, like, that he's, like, tried to put it all back together. And, again, it has that mythology, that book within the book, that the idea that this book that he is writing is based on this thing that happened all this time ago and it was a real thing. And so, yeah, it just reminded me of that. And that was always one of the most... I mean, the movie itself, for people who have only seen the movie The Princess Bride, is a, a pretty perfect movie in of itself. But the book is great because it plays with the idea of what is real and what is not real right through the book to the point where there were updates that changed bits of the narrative and you could write to him. There was like like right. lines that you could write with more. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's... There's been editions of it over the years, and I've bought every single edition because he always updated it and played with it again.
0: Yeah, I've done a I've, d- I've done a similar thing uh, with a band called The Colors. It was probably even before, just before I did the comic Deadly. So in my timeline, mm-hmm. basically, I did the comic. I was working for Musos and stuff, and then I did the comic Deadly for DC Comics, and then I'm st- and then I'm in comedy basically after that. So yeah, this guy, ah, oh, fuck. Forgotten his name. Um, amazing musician, right? And and he's he's basically he he got together with a, a writer mate of mine uh, called Josh Tyler. Who thinking about that, like Josh Tyler is sort of intertwined. Like he lived with um with Hannah and and him and Hannah introduced me to Hamo back in the early two thousands. Like before mm-hmm. I was in comedy, so I had a night out with Hamo at some point.
1: Um, before, I mean, it's Adelaide. Yeah, I everyone's know, had right? everyone's yeah. had a night out I with him at some point. This guy knows about comics. <laughs> like, this is great. I could just talk
0: comics with this guy. Um, but yeah, um, it was a band called The Colors, and it was and it was all about like these Polish twins that had created these genres of music before anyone mm. else. Um, and one was one was they were both sort of bananas, you know, and and they were um, in different ways and and really reclusive and they would never sort of um show their faces or anything like that and they had really sort of profound artwork and the idea that Alon had was yeah he would he he created all this stuff right and then he had the idea like his album would be a cover album of their music which you know he's already also created kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he's got a bunch of bands. Like I remember Eddie Perfect was on one of the songs, like um, a couple of the songs, like these just beautiful, great music. And and I had to do all the artwork of this this crazy twin Polish brother from 30 years ago. So I had, um, and so I was drawing all these different uh, Philip K. Dick inspired, like, because the guy was obsessed with Philip K. Dick, the Trail Mathadorians and stuff like that. So
1: and you're obsessed with dicks so it was perfect
0: (laughs) yeah 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 so i had to like draw all this artwork and sign it with a different name and and stuff and i just i couldn't talk about it for so long because it was a part of the whole art project right that i'm and i'm the modern day expert on this artist like me james fosdyke and i'm sort of doing what i'm doing for the cover and and stuff like that is an homage to this this artist from the past like um it was it was insane. And they oh. even did a fringe show where like the band, the actual band was supposed yeah. to show up and they didn't, these Polish brothers, and they formed a band out of the audience which was the actual band, right? So it's like the the promoters like, oh, does anyone know how to play? <laughs> you know, like because the band's not showing up or whatever. That this like you've got it in the fringe show that they're from Poland and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> like they're not showing up and 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 they get onto the stage and 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 they've just pulled out people from different parts of the Spiegel Tent and and like yeah they they start to play this fucking music and then and then like one of my mates uh, was called into to play like just a a muso guy and he was he was like yeah not my kind of gig mate like they they were fucking upset man they were throwing what? stuff at us like they did they wanted to see the original Polish band like. They didn't want to see fans playing the music, even if they they didn't know. <laughs> like, and so it was this kind of. Um, it didn't. It didn't really go much further than that show. I think. I didn't. I think it. It there was there's so much writing and stuff involved in the story of them. It was such a clever. Project.
1: It was too, sounds like it was too clever, though. It sounds like it was so clever it was that a bit it too convinced clever. the audience that. <laughs> so the actual culmination of it was. I wonder if as artists they found that immensely satisfying that they've been so convincing in their ruse that people were upset.
0: I think he liked it. I think he. I think yeah. Alon kind of enjoyed it, um, but I think what well, he's he's kind of moved on to a, a crazy new instrument. Called the air stick, and he's created this like this thing that you attach to your drumstick, and you can just create all these sounds and images what? through just drumming wow. in midair. <laughs> and it's fucking wild. Like, yeah, he um, he's a bit of a genius, that guy. So it was it was fun to work with him for a while, but it was one of those things that just went on and on, and I, and I just. I was really, really mm. proud of this work that I did as <laughs> Olaf. I think his, his name was, and um, and I'd subtly like just post a bit here and there of these artworks that I created while I was Olaf. And yeah, that was a really fun project. And I think, yeah, Auntie Donna has the book is a similar kind of deal. You know, it's the poem of the YouTube video, essentially written like a like a night before Christmas kind of poem. And, but you've also got all the stuff at the start of the book about the author. And then there's, ah, oh, there's a great like double page spread from Mr. <laughs> penguin Books. Um, and, and it's basically all about like Auntie Donna and Mr. Penguin Books being in this legal dispute with Auntie Donna, the group, and that Mr. Penguin Books is not a real penguin. And how dare you accuse him of being a penguin? And, and it's just, so much fun, and it did really remind me of those books that we read back in the 90s and stuff like you, Your Magic Pudding and, and stuff like that. To um, to create something like that out of a fucking YouTube video was, was I don't know, it was a real a real fun job to do, and it, and it took a long time.
1: Yeah, so, like, I mean, when you say 50 pages, what does that actually mean? Mm mean like in a in a real sense for you like I mean how much firstly because you know the, the people probably have some insight into the you know creative cl- collaborations that we have done if you found yourself to this podcast you probably are aware of like the backstory of all that and most of the time you know that yeah. process is very much with the podcast it is very much become we just send you the podcast and it's all up to you you draw what That's you right. want you name it what you want you do what you want but even with my shows to a certain yeah. extent you know, like we have a small conversation around like, you know, attitude or style or what we like or don't like. I
0: think, I think so think can think we have a bigger conversation. I think we have like yeah. <laughs> a, a discussion about it, but it does like, there's, I think it's just, there's a trust involved, right? Like, you know, you yes. know, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, this isn't important to me. I, I don't think much about this. I think about it um, when it comes up all the time. Like um, I'll have the word written on like around me. It's not there now, but I had it there. And thinking about, you know, because have you talked about your new show, uh, the show title or anything yet?
1: No, but we can now we can do we can actually have that conversation now because we have signed up well we've mm. you've done the artwork and we've signed off on the name and so it's going to be called Willuminate it will be on tour all over australia hopefully uh, in 2023 and uh yeah so when so now that people know that and they know that you've already created the art yeah give us a ch- chat about it a little bit
0: so usually like i will come in with my hackles raised just going, what are you expecting? You're expecting something tomorrow, like the, the kind of like um, how dare you talk to me um before I've had my coffee yeah. kind of kind of stuff. But it's 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 just like um yeah, they give me the word and it was willuminate this year. Um and a few dates were sort of were thrown up and and I think I just let my people know how long I'd need to draw on average because I think I've done some insane – I've gone to just some insane lengths in the past that, that aren't necessary, I don't think. Like – well, that, that they were at the time, but, yeah – I
1: think well. Th- th- uh, sometimes they're not sustainable. Is uh, is I, what I would also <sighs> say. Is like I, I'm I'm tending to do one of these shows every year, and yeah. uh, you know I want like an idea every year, and like yeah. some of the ones that you've done are like if you were trying to do that level of detail every year, there'd be no time for Auntie Donna <laughs> and they're bloody bored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, but also I think that over the years, what has changed a lot. Also is the way that even people consume these. So I remember when you did yeah. um Willuminati, which is an incredible like, you know, piece of art. Like it's, a it's nice got poster. it's got you know, the Sydney side of my world on one side of the street and mm. the LA side of my world that where I was living on the other side of the street and all these actual people, you know, fans like all drawn into the poster. It's incredible.
0: Yeah. Like it's a it's a nice design. It it pops. Like that's what I a word I use a lot with you. Is pops and and it's just kind of like it's just that thing that satisfaction that it that I need to have in it as an image because you can you know you can draw something well Mm. but if the idea behind it sucks then it's going to be a a sucky idea that's drawn well right I'm really proud of that Illuminati and I'm looking at it right now because it's above Mm. my like. It's one of the biggest posters I've got in the studio kind of thing. Yeah,
1: it's incredible. But what's happened also just in the sense of me doing shows and the way that that all works is that, you know, your posters then become – for people who come and see the shows, they'll understand this, but basically we have a really simple way of doing it, which is take me out of the poster and the poster then becomes – the backdrop for what I stand in front of while I do the yeah. show. So, you know, that I, here I am in real life, popped out of the poster. And
0: that's just the way we've yeah. done it since Illuminati, yeah. I think. So it's like I have to approach it like like two posters mm. in a way. like So an image that can sustain um, interest without you or frame you in a way, like um, as a backdrop to your poster. Yeah, it's a it's a really fun way of, of, of doing it. I think that one year... I remember when that when that first one came up the Williamardi and you had the street background and stuff I was just blown away right I could just look at it and just go like they've they've done Scenic Studios is their name mm-hmm. right they've done such a good job of replicating my artwork like I have no fucking idea like how they've sort of put it together like but they they've painted it onto a canvas and it looked like my work at the time and, and I was just amazed. And and then you've got stuff that, that presents a bit more of a challenge. Like there was one year, what was your show where I did all the tiny wheels all over you?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember which show it was, but I know the poster you're talking about. Oh, my
0: God. And it was just like I drew you covered in wheels. And that.
1: Crit- critically Will,
0: I think maybe. It might have been Critically Will. Is that yeah. Critically Will? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. But um, That was one of these things which is a theme of mine, which is to revisit um, an old idea that I've had in the past uh, to see if I can do it better. And so I do that a lot, and I've I've realised. And what I was doing with that was using an image that I'd done for Josh Tyler, the writer, for one of his plays called Swallow Me. And it was all about this guy going crazy, and, and he had all these little versions of himself Around the table and stuff, not drawn anywhere near as well as yours. These are two things that that won't conflict with each other because one's an idea from a theatre show like fifteen years ago or or something. But um, but yeah, I have I have found myself sort of coming back to some ideas and 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 sort of revisiting them. But this this one, was
1: well. So just a bit, before we get to this one, I, I just want to like briefly yeah. talk about this this previous year that we've sure. just had with the with logical show because of all the, like particularly ones that have been turned into backdrops, you know, for the show, like I've never had more universally positive feedback about how many, many people just loved, it just looked really fucking cool. Like it just really? was one of those ones that. Well, yeah, I haven't got to see it yet
0: because this show is the only one of yours that I haven't seen since we've been working together. Like. Because of COVID basically, like,
1: um, yeah. yeah. But you know what I will say? So there's a special coming out that people will be able to see at the end of the year where you'll be able to see the show. But um, the one thing that they couldn't fully capture in the way they shot that special was like how, because they had to shoot it with TV lights and you have to light it in a different way. Like when you're in a theatre, you light the backdrop and just me, right? Like so that like it's a theatre experience, but to shoot it for a special... It, you know, you you're lighting it in a way that it didn't really highlight you don't really get a full sense of what the entire backdrop is in the show, which right. is probably the only thing that is really disappointing to me because it looked so fucking cool.
0: Oh awesome. Well I think we're going we're going in a similar mm. fashion for the next year's uh poster, I think. Like, because I've become really interested um a lot in you know, I think it, it was a couple of years ago that it was like I was talking to you about the possibility of, um, of a moving mm-hmm. image or something like that, and you're like, that makes me sick. Don't like, <laughs> <laughs> make me look at it. And I'm like, you're right. You don't want a backdrop that makes people yeah. physically well, I, ill. I,
1: physically will. I need be to shirt. point out, though, for yeah, the record, um, when I say that makes me sick, I mean the, the image itself <laughs> made me feel a bit sick. Would, would <laughs> give you vertigo <laughs> or give you this it's feeling not, of like, it's not that. Yeah. That's how I talk to James. I need people to know. No, no, no. You make me sick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but it's um. So it's something I've been I've been really <laughs> interested in the last couple of years. Is these these um patterns and and stuff that you can find that that uh that make your eyes move and and stuff like that or or just patterns that I would find. And this is where I admit to being a thief, I think. It's, but it's like tiny little desktops that I find that are like these warped little images that, that will play with your mind. But I just, I blow them up to a metre and a half and you just, you've just got a fuzz there and you just make your own, basically using that fuzz as a, as a rough guide to, to making your own kind of pattern. So it's not like it's not a hundred percent stealing from them. It's it's like blowing up a a, a two centimeter uh, square to a to a meter and a half and and seeing what you can do with it. So I've I've have had so much fun playing with that and playing with color as well. Like and I think that happened with dist- like in philosophy, I started to go a bit nuts with the color. Like it's it's the new brushes, man. Like. You remember when we caught up in Melbourne and I was like, "Oh, my boss is like, you need to try new brushes, man. You need to you need to try these new digital brushes and they'll make it work like people cuz people at the time were like, "I oh, it just looks like a photo. You're you you've what what I remember someone fucking commented on one of yours <laughs> and it was the one where you've got the vine pointing yeah. at your dick and that took so long and they were like, "What button did you press or what <laughs> what program did you use to get this yeah. image? And that was just like, fuck, man. And so- What I
1: loved about that the most, though, is that was just some, and again, like co- comedians do this all the time, but it's good to see that it's not just comedians, because that was just some naive internet person asking just the question they, they they didn't understand, right?
0: I know. And And they don't know how much that shit just infuriates me. You've thought
1: about it constantly.
0: I'm quite like I don't – I have trouble like online Mm. in public because I stick to the whole like I don't want to give assholes attention any more Mm. attention than I give the people that like my work. And then I don't give much attention to the people that like my work because Mm. that feels – really it feels wrong for me just as I, I, I don't like the idea of my Twitter feed being like thank you thank you so much oh thank you that's so nice of you thank you like that feels really wanky as well um but I really I and don't get me wrong I love people that love my stuff and but then something like that like do you press a button or whatever to, to get your work after you spent three fucking months or something, um, yeah, makes you makes you kind of kind of think. And so in Melbourne a couple of years back, I caught up with the boss of Jackie Winter, who's the management company who manages me, and and he was basically pushing me towards uh, trying out these digital brushes by another artist in the in the group. I forget his name, but he runs a, a True Grit Texture Supply. And they're like realistic digital brushes for, for Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I, it just came along one day. Like it took me a while to get there, but there was one day where I was bored. I had a little bit of extra money and I was just like, I'm going to try out a few of these brushes. And I haven't gone back. Like I've I've had to go back because there's been some jobs that I've had to do that I've drawn in my old style that I don't draw anymore. Like that I was doing something for the AFL that that didn't end up happening.
1: Oh, did that not end up happening in there? It
0: it kind of half happened and then right. they kind of faded out. And <laughs> I still think there might be it might be one of those things that I can't say too much about. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah. Like it was it was such a fun job. Like I was drawing uh, People like players from the AFL as superheroes, and um, so you know, I think I've gotten through uh, six or seven of the of the teams, and um, yeah, that was that was fun going back and forth because I was using you and Charlie a lot for that because I don't know <laughs> shit about football, so um, and yeah, so. It was great. Like, I'd have little, like, I'd call Charlie up about Quantum Cop and end up talking about some, like, player from Melbourne or something, Petrarca or, or something like that. And, and, like, what kind of superpowers do you think he would have? That's, <laughs> <laughs> like, the perfect question to ask Charlie <laughs> to distract him. Um, but, yeah, help me out a bit. But, um, yeah, I should send you that actually, because you helped me out with, um, with, is it Bont? Bontempelli? Bon, yep. Marcus
1: Bontempelli.
0: What kind of superhero he would kind of be, and it kind of worked together with with what they were kind of kind of going for as well. And the idea was was that they would have this um, artwork in supermarkets and on things. And I don't know who who it was essentially for. I, I, I knew I know it was an ad agency working mm. with the AFL, but um, I guess these things just some of them just drop off. You know, and there's it's no one's fault. Or maybe it's the ad agency's fault. Yeah, ad agencies, man. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: I have no no experience of working no, with them, Joe. <laughs> no. no respect.
0: <laughs> no, uh, it is funny. It's yeah. funny. I get, I, I do get tempted to send you a few things, and I think I have in the past. Like, mm. of, of things, and, and I know that you must get that kind of shit all the time as well. But it is just funny to to some of the notes that you get on ad agency jobs, you know.
1: Uh, like I mate. think I
0: was showing you an image for a quality that had like five guys and one girl in it. And uh, <laughs> and like that was what they noted me to do. And I'm just like, here's a here's a quality. We'll have a look at that.
1: I yeah. mean, there's a girl in there now. That is a yeah. quality.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she shouldn't play the sport.
1: Like, yeah. Um, hmm. Um, so uh, something else you've been working on uh, mm. for me that um, yeah we've talked about uh, your book we had, didn't actually name the book James now this is the the book yes. yeah
0: the book that I did yes. for Auntie Donna thirty years ago thirty do- years ago is is called Always Room for Christmas Pud and it's out through uh, Penguin Publishing Mister Penguin Books was kind enough to to reissue it um, and it was it was so much fun to do. Like thinking back those 30 years ago, it was like, it was a blast. Like, um, and it was, and it was kind of similar to, to how it is with you guys as well, you know, like where we, we might have an initial meeting. I had an initial meeting. Um, and yeah, we just sort of talked about what we, what we kind of wanted from it and, and what they wanted and, and yeah, I think I did exactly what they wanted, which is what you want to do, really. <laughs> probably
1: what they want you to do as well. And it was it was using those
0: it was using those old bloody brushes that I'm telling you about mm. that I never stopped using, um, because they're they're just oh, I'm loving it, man. Like I used to use uh, a photo uh, to give grit to my work. Like for so long, I took a photo of a wall at a mate's wedding that was like this this kind of like it hadn't been I don't know what you call it, where you where you kind of have a wall that has a great uh, has a what do you call it? When they they kind of wipe the wall with a kind of concrete or something.
1: Oh. Anyway,
0: okay. whatever that is, yeah. brushed concrete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. And um and I just love the texture of it, right? So I took this photo. And I've been using this one photo for about 12 years in my work, just as a finishing move over the top, as an overlay layer. And it would just, it would give my work a grit and this old feel that I loved, but would, would add like three, 400 meg to the image because I was just blowing up an old photo and putting it over the top as a texture kind of thing. Whereas using these new brushes now, the texture is in the brush. So it's like that photo can fuck right off now. Like I can just, I can draw whatever I want with this brush. Plus that photo would, would turn everything orange essentially. So I was restricted in my <laughs> color palette. I couldn't make any other colors. So, so... That's why you've seen this color explosion out of me in the last couple of years where it's just like (laughs) oh my god there's more than orange and red like this is great so yeah I've really been enjoying like um in just mixing colors together like a kid you know in a way and getting onto your book like this year I've I've kind of done two show posters for you in Mm -hmm. a way. Like that's how it's felt to me.
1: Well, it's funny because the – so I am not fine, thanks. In all good bookstores, available Mm. for order, audible book, whatever you need to do. But buy the actual book. And the reason to buy the actual book, um, out November the 1st. So by the time people hear this, it will be out. And if you could buy – Lots of it at the start that would make the publishers really happy. That would yeah. be really good.
0: And it is really good. I have read it, Will. Um, I finished it yesterday. I loved it, oh, did you? Like, it was, yeah, I thought it was great. Like, I had quite a few instances where I would laugh out loud. Well, that's I good. Had- that's
1: what I wanted. I wanted it, like, because sometimes I think with comedy books, there's not enough comedy in them. No. And I wanted this to really be, I hopefully it's funny. Like it's meant yeah. to be funny.
0: And enough of your like real life struggles were, were in the book that I was just like, yeah, it was fucking hard. Like he had, <laughs> he had some fucking challenges like we all have had. And it is it is true, and and it, has it changed so far? Like how people have have asked you how you're doing, or or how your day is, or anything like that. Has that changed uh, so far? Or
1: well, what it has meant generally is every interview I've done about the book so far has us started with somebody going, "So, oh, how yeah. are you?" Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> oh god (laughs)
0: you're like read the fuck did you read the fucking book i was like i've
1: I've written 300 pages on how i am it's literally this is in fact that probably is the solution to the problem that is posited in the book which is that it is hard to answer honestly to the question how are you at the moment
0: you don't you don't want to like, it's a it's a loaded question, you know, and sometimes you'll get the person that gives you the honest response and you're walking your dog, mate. You, yeah. You're on the other, like, they're going in the opposite direction. I, I can't stop for this, like, this big fucking spiel about, you know, all this stuff because, I don't know, my life's essentially been going in a loop walking my dog, like, for a couple of years around the nature park kind of thing. Like, that's what's happened to me. I think um, every... Everything has, has gotten smaller and everyone is you know, you talk about um, I mean comedians talk about it all the fucking time and it and this is this is something that pisses me off about you guys as well. It's like <laughs> let me tell you what, what fucking grinds please, my gears about do. comedians. Like Tommy Dasilo, <laughs> let me get you like you've been self isolating for years. <laughs> fucking you're not an artist. Like you well, you are actually you're pretty good. But comedians go out to perform Mm. like you know to the fact that you're inside all day doesn't matter you're still going out and you have to talk to a crowd of people that's not a self-isolating kind of deal like that's like as but as as Mm. me as an artist Mm. I this is what I do. I have been right. self-isolated. You're a
1: you're a you're a proper hermit. That's what you're saying.
0: My neighbour calls me a hermit. Uh. You know, like he's surprised when he sees <laughs> me leave the house. Like, you know, and it's just like, Don, I'm leaving the house every day to walk my dog. I walk my dog. Come on, like you know. But um, yeah, I think it's just gotten a lot smaller for me. And and yeah, seeing how everyone else responds to that and it it does send everyone a bit crazy in different ways. And I I just, I know like in what ways I'm crazy, you know, and I, I try to make it work for me. Art can be a distraction. It can be a comfort. Like it can, it can shield you from what's, what's happening in your life. Like, um, some days I, I just say my my work is a blanket like you know that you can just wrap around and just and just enjoy the fact that you're creating something that hasn't been there before you know something new out of something so yeah and I guess that's that's kind of what I was interested in in how you viewed that kind of stuff like how you how you view your comedy in terms of um, how it how it helps you in your life do you think it, it kind of you 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 try to make it help in a way like in in it do you treat do you try and treat your work like a blanket in some regards or yeah
1: i think sometimes this idea of whether it's like a, a blanket or a comfort or these sort of things for me it's a process like yep. i you know i am who was it was it Plato or Aristotle, if you're going to quote some philosopher, mm, you mm. should actually know the one that you're trying to quote, but I think it might be Plato yeah. who said the unexamined life is not worth living or, you know, something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. uh, I I think that I am at my best when I'm like examining things in – because my brain – This is I talk about this a bit in the book, which is the idea that my brain yeah. examines things constantly – you know, if you leave a piece of paper in front of me at work, they won't leave the show script in front of me because I will tear it apart. But the truth of it is that that's what I do with everything. I look at things and I tear them apart. Like my major skill is probably being able to, like it's, I remember one time on Gruen, like we were talking, I was asking Todd about something in some ad and he goes, you know, no one else in the world has thought about it this much. And I'm like, yeah, but that's, what i do that's my job is to sort of look at something and try to pick it apart and see how it works Mm. and then try to put it back together in some way that makes more sense to me so i i think a lot of the time what my shows are or what my projects are are me looking at something kind of breaking it all apart and then trying to put it it back into a shape that you know that i think makes more sense
0: yeah where our paths kind of diverge or or uh, come together in that way like um is that kind of introspection and you go out to sort of disperse it into easy to understand information or something funny and I try to communicate it as simply and effectively as possible it's become about such a like it, it's called visual communication, yeah. right? So you want to get that message across A picture
1: a picture tells a thousand words, I believe. That's right. So expression. did you add that to your <laughs> word count? <laughs> so there's seventy thousand words in yeah. the uh, book, or there's about eight thousand words in my average yeah. stand up show. So that's that's my picture.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I haven't I haven't I haven't seen your show, but I know that there would be parts from your yeah. stand up that you've you've in the book as well, but um yeah, I oh, look I yeah, mean, it in was, some it was
1: really in fun. some ways, they're the same story, but they're just the same story told in in yeah. two different ways is really. one's a, yeah, one's a seventy thousand word version of like an eight thousand word show. So yeah, like it's a yeah and and so but the cover, so you talked about two posters, yeah. like you've almost done two posters. and so the poster this year is in some ways, like on first look, more simple. But it's, as you said, it's one of those images that it's almost uh, not hard to look at, but it's hard to 100% <laughs> settle on. Like in that, you know, even though it feels, yeah, it feels like it's simple at the start, there's just a few aspects mm. of it that are just quite, I, 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 I want to say unsettling, but I think unsettling gives the wrong idea. Unnerving or just slightly off or something that intrigues, like intriguing's may be better.
0: Well, it's illuminating, yeah, right? right? You've got willuminating. Mm. It's well-luminate. Will so you've, you've, the idea was for that. And I started, man, and I think I even mentioned it to you. Like, I couldn't, when you get the word, you've just got to push out the first idea that comes in your head and it keeps on coming back. And you're just like, fuck mm. off, yeah, light totally. bulb. Off. <laughs> like, cause I just had the light bulb. I just, I just, well, did you don't want the light I- bulb. You don't want the
1: idea that I would have come up with. That's like you know what I mean? Like I could have yeah. come up with light bulb.
0: <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh fuck. Like can I do something with that? Can he be inside the light bulb? And and I wanted to get away from that as much as possible. But um it's amazing how yeah, you your mind would be blocked off to the the thought of of light and and light being switched on without this fucking light globe or um, or whatever and it was coming on from last year as well so it, it they kind of the show poster from last year and the book and this poster kind of worked together for me like they're kind of like mm-hmm. a triptych in a way like because they it's it it is that kind of you're in darkness and there's a crack of light on your face essentially is the concept of the poster right but yeah it's a bit more complex than that like i've 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 fucked around with those colors and i've and i've made it really pop um and yeah i think we we did talk in the past about one day i would do a simple one and i think this is probably as simple as it's gonna get but that's probably being a bit harsh towards it because it looks really nice. Like,
1: Oh, uh, yeah, it's really strong. It's like a really strong image and it is very evocative. It tells, I mean, it, it is what you've been saying is that sometimes yeah. when you're better, like it tells yeah. as many, in, in a way it tells as many stories as some of the more complicated posters tell, right? right. Because there's a lot to work with. I, I know.
0: Yeah, I would have different colours. I had yellow in it for at one point and and it started to look a bit too much like your poster from last year, were logical. Um and and so I took the yellow out and then I'm like, oh now it's starting to look a bit too much like legal Like and then I went back to the legal art. And I'm like, fucking hell, I have I thought I was detailed back then. I thought I knew how like your face was shaped and, and all that kind of stuff. But then I look now and and it's just so much more you, like I've captured you much better than I did uh, four or five years ago. Maybe that's because I've got better references this time or, <laughs> or something, but it, it might just be the, the way that I colour and stuff.
1: Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a little face forward. Like I, I, I think also because of the simplicity of the background, even though it isn't simple, it's like simple and complex at the same time because – it, it is unnerving on the eye and and it does look as if it, it has a real sense of shape in it you know you there is this real sense of like you, there, there is a vortex or it's been sucked into something or it's like-
0: almost there's almost a little bit of a star trekky science fictiony mm. kind of feel to it right like if it was all green it would be very matrix yeah. kind of kind of looking but um i really I, I I can't get away from and you probably know this like your your hot pinks your your blues your purples and your blacks like and whites together i just i fucking love it like and i don't know what it's got to do it might be to to do with the old bubblegum ice like paddle pop from kid like from when i was a kid or something these color schemes that i just love together and then i i do them too much and then i try to jump away from that so i don't know what color i'll be working in next but I'm sticking with, like, pinks and purples and whites and black. I just love it, man. Yeah. I'm really loving the colors. So I want to talk about your cover, right?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the cover. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: what I wanted to do...
1: You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but in this case, please judge my book by its cover because it is fucking
0: Well, sick. I finished. I finished it. I finished reading your book, and I turned the cover over, and I went,
1: "Yeah, yeah." Apart from, apart from the snake, that's like... and that's not that's not your fault because I took out that story at the last moment. You'd you'd already done the art at that point.
0: I talked you into keeping it. I talked you into keeping it. Still a powerful metaphor. Yeah. Did you find um, Did you find yeah. something
1: in the book that you could go? Oh, yeah. That's what the snake, snake. represents. So
0: <laughs> the snake is the evil that men do, you know. Yeah, oh, uh, Yeah. oh of course. Yeah. yeah, No. that's
1: it. Of good, course. good, I can good, explain good, good. away all this <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, Will. Yeah, yeah. I
0: just give it to you and you feed it to the people that ask you, all right? But it's like, um, yeah. So I went into that meeting and I, I go into all these meetings without you because, you know, if you're not needed for something you you're like, oh I'm not needed, hooray. Like, yeah. that's great. And I go into it just going, Well, fuck, man. We've been working together for what is it? Like over a decade now. Yeah. So it's like, I know I know that you're um, I know what you want. And I and I know you well enough to nail it with one word, essentially. Like, um, you don't need to tell me that you want a good poster or you need it to pop or you need it to stand out from other posters. You don't need to tell me that because obvious that's obvious, right? I went into this meeting. Hmm. I don't want to say arrogant, but confident. I, I feel I'm confident. I felt <laughs> like I knew yeah. more, more about you than, than anyone else that was mm. on the call. I wasn't like, Blah 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 kind of stuff, but it was just sort of like I did feel a bit like, why am I here? Like well, why am yeah. I talk I guess I just need
1: to talk to you and, and to
0: to give you the publisher a better idea of what yeah. I plan to do. Because
1: they haven't been on this journey with us for They years. haven't,
0: you know, they, so they you know. don't know. And and it was really it was really funny. Like I just I will get onto an idea and, and for for your the idea with that was just like Anatomical from because it was like like last year your poster was anatomical where it was like your body your your skeleton your your internal organs kind of stuff all on display and and I wanted to sort of continue that theme in a way and and I thought yeah let's split your head open split your head open so all this stuff comes out you know horrific but make it beautiful I was explaining that to them and and trying to get the concepts across. And then I'd send you a text, PS, this is the one I want. Like, <laughs> but in, I don't know if it's really like that, because I think you can look at something and go, well, that is the better one. Like, yeah. you know, But sometimes I'll be like, oh, here's the extra idea that I had to do because they uh, said yeah. that I needed three. Like, <laughs> so don't pick that one. I don't want it to backfire. I started drawing that and, Man, I was so far into it. I just started the colors, right? So you've got your layers. You've got your ink layer. You've got your white ink layer for your book. So And then I start the colors. And you know how fucking psyched I am about colors at the moment? Like I've got these grain shaders. I will bore Amy to tears about talking about my grain shaders because you've just got it's like a pencil that you're just shading across the page, Right. But you've got it on a layer, so you can put another color underneath that and that changes the whole feel of the color you've put above it, right? Because it's just such a fucking contrasting color, and you can really play around with all this stuff and bore people to tears talking to them about it, right? So, I'm sitting there so excited about how I'm going to color the inside of your face and all this stuff coming out. And... You're talking about the possibility of 13, 14 different colors all working together to to make the image that's coming out. And I'd just done two at the point, uh, and it might have been like a purple and a blue, like a dark purple and a dark blue. And the notes came back. Can you, like, shut his head a little? And can you... <laughs> and can you <laughs> and can you color it commercially can you color it commercially was was the one that stuck mm. with me that was just like hmm so you want me to use that that money making palette like you know those commercial colors what what the fuck does that mean coloring it commercially like but anyway i took it to mean just Continue to do your job and do it as good yeah. as you can. Like yeah. you took it, it to well, right?
1: You took it to mean, I'll just keep doing <laughs> yeah, it. Do I'll, it just, trust, trust I'll just trust myself that it will work out okay.
0: Yeah, but I think it's the it's the first time because I drew it much bigger than it needed to be, which worked out better for it. I think. Like I think the only thing that I was slightly disappointed in myself at was that I probably made Joe Rogan's head a little bit too small in the background but <laughs> then you don't get you don't get him getting upset about likeness rights and all that kind of kind of bullshit um, yeah
1: no, that's good and also the, 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 uh, there is a routine that you would have got to see if you'd seen me in Adelaide I'm, unfortunately that couldn't happen where was my favorite routine in World Logical this year but it hasn't made the because the, the version of it for the show had to be 60 minutes and, yeah, their show itself was actually sort of 70, 75. Hmm. So the night I recorded, I recorded this – I have this, like, great routine about why Joe Rogan won't suck his own dick and it's honestly one of my favourite things that I've ever written and ever done (laughs) and, like – but it hasn't made the cut for the special for just for oh, timing really? reasons. Damn. And, but, no, it's going to come back at some stage. But the point good. being, it's good that you have a little Joe Rogan there at the moment yeah. because I don't want to yeah. flag Joe Rogan trouble before at some stage I get to do this, like, incredibly <sighs> hilarious way Joe Rogan won't suck his own dick routine.
0: But I don't know about you, man, but I've found that, that every time in the wild that it comes up, podcasts come up in the wild naturally without me bringing them up. It seems to be like, oh, you you listen to podcasts? Yeah, I listen to podcasts. Oh, fucking jo- oh fuck! You listen to Joe Rogan? Oh great! That's like, and mm. then I just have nothing to fucking talk about with them. <laughs> like you know, it's a real shame. Like you weren't there at the beginning, man. You don't know. You don't know all these podcasts. But
1: um- well, also the thing about Joe Rogan is that like, I mean, of course he, of course, it doesn't surprise me that everyone listens to Joe Rogan because his podcast is you know, basically the biggest podcast in the world. So statistically, if you talk to somebody about podcasts, yeah. statistically that means they're going to talk about Joe Rogan in the same way as not me, man. Somebody I'm a says, niche
0: guy. I like my niche yeah, podcast. But it's the same,
1: but it's the same thing as somebody saying, Hey, oh, you like comics. This person likes comic books. And they're like, Yeah, I like Spider Man or Batman yeah. or whatever. Right. Like, you know, like because they're the biggest ones, of course they're going to be the thing. But the other thing that Joe Rogan has is that if you do like his podcast. Yeah. It's so long that you don't have room for other podcasts. No. Like it is one of those things where you are either all in. Yeah. I, I, like part of the reason that I, I never got into Joe Rogan was, I mean, th- there would now be a whole bunch of other reasons. Yeah. But back at the start, like part of the reason I didn't get into it was that I just didn't have an extra three and a half hours in my day to listen to Joe Rogan. And I am the sort of person that if I'm into something, I tend to want to listen to all of it. Yeah. So, like, if you're a Joe Rogan fan, like a proper one who listens to every minute of his show, every time he puts one out, you don't have time to be interested in other podcasts. Exactly,
0: exactly. I think TOFOP and um, and The Dollop, you know, the ones that I'm working for are the only ones that I've, that I've continued listening to for that long, I think, you know? Like, I've gone on listening. I've dropped off other podcasts. I've picked up other podcasts, but... Um, yeah, it's it's great seeing the the evolution of Tofop in that time, and what it's become, how it's become, what it is now. Like I, I fucking loved it, man. Like getting those last six episodes. If that's a spoiler alert, there are, there are at least, you know, so many episodes of Fop to come or whatever.
1: We're up to up to 400. So, like, uh, so Charlie's been overseas. In fact, we are going to try to record a new episode from overseas because uh, Charlie, um, yeah, Charlie's yeah. overseas both on a family holiday but also doing some work. And we've talked about it on yep. the podcast that we banked a whole bunch of episodes and it actually was a fun way to do it. I think that- the, the- I
0: had so much fun, Will. It was so good for me. Yeah. Like, I fucking loved it. And, like I said, like in the email, like, usually I'm just like, here you go, guys. Here you go, guys, is my thumbs up. (laughs) Um, And, and it's like, um, I just, it was like being able to look into the future and to see what, what things were hitting for you guys, what you would be coming back to. And so that did change a couple of my ideas for the, for the, um, for some of the artwork.
1: going into it. Like- so I, th- I think that there's a chance that Charlie and I will try to do the show a bit more like that in the future. Not all the time, but I think yeah. that because of both of our schedules, I, I think love that that. We, we quite enjoyed the the idea of like doing a whole bunch of them in a row. And then it's been really great for me while I've been doing Question Everything to yeah. not have to think about, you know, doing that also at the same time. Yeah. It's it's really like fresh, freshened up my approach. So I think – I reckon that's what we'll do again in the future.
0: And I, I don't know how much you guys enjoyed it, but um, what what it kind of reminded me of too is is the early the earlier TOFOP days where you would be, um, I don't know, stoned, drunk, tired, whatever it is. You know, you guys got pretty delirious yeah. around the 98, <laughs> 99, right? Yeah. I fucking loved it. I loved it. And I think that, that my art kind of is reflected in my respect of that. Like, I I think 399, the art that I've done for that, so I'm all done with the art up to 400 as well. So, yeah, 399 was, fuck, it took so long, man. Like,
1: it took three
0: days to draw <laughs> yeah, that one. It's like,
1: pretty, it's, I mean it's pretty amazing.
0: It was one of those things where it was like I had the idea, it took... Five minutes to do the layout, uh, probably six hours to ink it, and then the rest of the three days is coloring in. <sighs> like, because you're covered in flowers, yeah. right? So I don't <laughs> want to spoil it, but uh, you know, artwork spoiler for 399. will got flowers on him. Um, yeah, so that one took ages, but um, I'm also really, really happy with the 400. Like, I want that on a shirt immediately. Like, it's um it's beautiful and and being able to see that that through line as well like you know magpies hit i love magpies stuff mm. too and i felt like writing an impassioned letter to you guys in defense of magpies because i love them so much like and they they aren't the problem that they are for me that they are for you guys up there
1: well, I mean, when you say for you guys, you clearly you really so what you're Charlie. saying is for Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. I'm, I'm just there. I've had no, I've had no, yeah. I'm like <laughs> the closest I had to having a negative interaction with a magpie was like recently, like just a week, yeah. a week ago when I was, I was walking the dog and, Uh, a magpie swooped three times and because I'd been talking about it constantly not on just on question everything and on (laughs) I was like I know I know what's going on here it's just a male magpie defending his nest. just be chill I was chill it swooped down again I was chill it swooped down a third time and then on the fourth time it just came down like stood on the ground and and looked toddy in the eye just was like what why are you not Paying attention to me. And when it was
0: swooping, was it swooping
1: Toddy or was it swooping you? It was, to be honest, it was only, it was swooping, it was much like Two Guys, One Cup is a football adjacent podcast. This was a magpie adjacent swoop because it was really just a warning swoop. It was, was I would say, about a meter away and it would swoop right down to the ground. Sort of just as a bit of a warning, but did not like kind of swoop at either of our heads. Because
0: I love watching my dog get swooped because he doesn't care. It's <laughs> like a, like, a, what the, f-? like, he just doesn't even know. Because the birds that dominate around my area are the noisy miners. Oh, yeah. You know, the noisy yeah. miners, mm-hmm. they fucking suck, man. They're the <laughs> narc. Of the bird world They're always like Telling on other birds Picking on other birds Like just being Annoying cunts And I just Yeah If I could You're like I'm sitting there Charlie's talking about Fucking herding magpies Or whatever You know And I'm like Oh that's so wrong Charlie But then The thought of like Getting an air rifle out And picking off some miners So Don't take that Cut that Cut that Context
1: (laughs) <laughs> Beard, fills me with joy. The bearded hermit says, oh, <laughs> I, "I want like to pick off miners with my rifles." <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no, I've been loving it, man. I just, I've, I've, like, I've been really enjoying my routine of just getting up at around eleven and, and, um, and just stumbling into the day, walking the dog, and and wor- working in to the night. Like, I'll go to bed at around sort of. Four four in the morning, yeah right, get up at around eleven and and that's the way I sort of work the best, I think, and yeah, walk the dog in the afternoon and i get to I get to watch like I've just been really enjoying how the river next to me changes like through the seasons and stuff and how it deals how like you know like that poem will the droughts and uh draft like <laughs> <flooded laughs>
1: yeah. my, my country mate there's droughts and flooding. Yes. rains <laughs>
0: Yeah don't you know and I <laughs> oh mate I've got these, like, this like this little floating log and there's these tortoises on it that I walk past every day like if it's a bit sunny I'll get four or five tortoises on this little bobbing log and it's the cutest thing ever and no one realizes oh, I don't want to be that guy but I did it yesterday where I'm like Grabbing a nurse that has a, like a, a, an old lady. <laughs> <And
1: I'm> like, <laughs> do you see the
0: tortoises down here on this vlog? Like, you seen the you He's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Like, everyone's told me about them, but I haven't seen them. And thanks, man. And like, oh, that, that actually felt alright. So maybe I am turning into that that kind of
1: crazy man
0: walking walking in circles. Have
1: you seen um, the turtles? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: But they're bloody great. Like I even saw one, like a little one on top of a big one. Like, oh man, I'm loving it. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. I walk around in circles and I come back inside and, uh, and I play around with color. I'm like, I'm excited to color in every day, you know?
1: Mate. I, probably we should finish this up. It's been very lovely to talk to you. The, the book is – your book is available now, yes? It
0: is. It is. Always room for Christmas pud in the shops.
1: all good bookstores, um, but is it like – I assume people can order it online and those sort of things yeah. as well. Is it available – Yeah, in, I think. Is it available internationally, do you know? Because being Auntie Donna well, – there.
0: Emily Lind was kind enough to reply to one of my tweets about it with – I think it was a Booktopia link. Mm-hmm um for us um people but i just thought that i better do the bare minimum in terms of promoting the book because i love it i love doing it i'm not usually one for promoting what i do for some weird reason because what i do is for other people's promotions so it's like that's for them to promote kind of thing i think TOEFOP's the only thing i really do but auntie donna are doing such a fucking great job of promoting it by themselves <laughs> like, oh, yes. i've been loving seeing how they're promoting the book it's just great
1: i mean it's 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 so good though because also it kind of i don't know it's like the putiverse, right like yeah. you know as in like that idea that sketch has sort of grown into a whole bunch of different little projects of their own that are all yeah put adjacent but none of yeah. them are the like you know the and and they that is i think the great joy of Auntie Donna, isn't it? That they can have an idea that in some ways is so stupid and dumb and simple.
0: And I'm bang up for stupid and dumb. Like I'm I'm so up for that.
1: You know, but I mean, it is that thing of like, I mean, it was the old Monty Python thing that they said a lot. You take a serious issue and you treat it, you know, in a non-serious way, or you take something yeah. that is not serious at all, and you treat it in an incredibly that's, serious fashion. That's what and, I do. Yeah.
0: Like I will take something that shouldn't be drawn mm-hmm. and spend an inordinate amount no. of time on it to make as good <laughs> as I can. Like you know, it's just the way the way it operates. I think, but yeah, it it was it was um, such a fun job to do, and I hope there's more in the future. Like buy the book, that'll definitely. Um, Make them think about making more because you know my son suggested um, walking in on someone doing a poo, like to Auntie Donna, and and they really liked that idea as a as a kid. <laughs> so it's just like I even wrote it in the notes, like one of their one of their book titles is already that. So it's like, yeah, and and you, but your book as well, man. Like I don't want to sort of to to shy away from from that too because I am fresh off it. Like, I I really did enjoy it. You must have a a tough time promoting it and and selling it all the time. Like, this is about my life, blah, 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 blah. But as someone who has just read it, I fucking loved it. I really enjoyed it. It was a lovely read with some fucking great laughs in there as well. But a really good message. I thought it was going to end in a different way to how it ended. Do you want to? Can I tell you how yeah. I thought it was going to end? Tell me. I thought it was going to end like the like the I don't have an idea um, school project, and the idea was that I had the idea like um, <laughs> that I had no ideas like, but I thought it was going to end it, and then I got this ju- then I got this book. <laughs> but you ended it better than I had thought. That uh, it was going to end, like yeah, the book solving all your problems. The book,
1: di- <laughs> the book, did not solve all my problems. So no, that would have been. I didn't think it would. No, in fact, if anything, it kind of because, funnily enough, the 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 thing about the book that's probably worth saying out loud is that
0: yeah,
1: it's a story. it's it's it's, yeah. it's it's not the story of the two years of COVID. Well, it's not my entire story of the two no. years of COVID. There were a lot of actually. Much harder and worse things that happened during that time. Absolutely, that I've yeah. made. I've made the choice not to. Like, yeah. like I mean, the, you know, the, I bet there would be a world where the publishers probably would have liked, the, the, at the very least, me to talk about our dog dying, and that is just not something yeah. that I've been for, comfortable to talk about on on even Tofop at this point because we're still struggling with it so much, but let alone, like, exploit it for, I know that if you have a chapter about that, like, I mean, people sit and, like, you know, and there were there were other things like that that I've purposefully.
0: Oh, you could have squeezed some tears yeah. out of me easily. Yeah, there there's, there's some no things problem. that
1: I really intentionally didn't do that. I was like, this is just a story about a time and I wanted it to be funny like I really did want it to be funny and I wanted it to be a bit messy there's like a narrative there's a linear sort of way the story plays out but originally there was a much more linear way and in in the end I talk in that book about the idea of not time not really making sense anymore and so then suddenly I was like oh no I like that it feels sometimes like oh I've kind of flashed forward and I flashed back and I don't know exactly where in The story, this is happening, or whatever. But it was not the book I was meant to be writing. So, the book I was meant to be writing, so Alan and Unwin, they were pretty fucking incredible because they'd actually commissioned me to write a philosophy book. So, I was going to write a book about the podcast and like wisdom from the podcast, and that was going to be the book. And um, I couldn't do it because I, because I just, it wasn't a time where I could, you know, do an advice book, which is basically what those sort of books are, because I didn't feel like I was in a position to give anyone any sort of advice, even if it was secondhand through, you know, here are some things I'd learned from people, and then yeah. I found the project so overwhelming that, like, and life so overwhelming that, as people know, mm-hmm. I stopped doing the podcast altogether. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was too emotionally, like, draining for me to be able to continue doing that 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 show, yeah. and I. So this book could never have been a and everything was fixed by this book because, like, no, this book was, I was so pleased that they let me do it because they would have been well yeah. within their rights to say, well, this is not what we paid no, this for at all. It, yeah. or no, this is nothing like what we wanted. Like, this is a completely different book. Yeah, and it's not even a memoir or a biography in the traditional sense. Like, it's not like, here's when I was on The Glass House or blah, 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 this. It's literally just like yeah, yeah. a little sort of vignette from, like, a couple of years of my life. That's a loose thing because I go back and forward. But. but
0: you're saying that, like, it does make me think about you've got some really strong themes in there that are that are good advice-type themes. Well,
1: yeah, like, but they're not presented as advice necessarily, more that, no. they, like, you know, it's me.
0: It's a nice way of thinking about the world. Mm. Like, you know, don't worry, you've also got your fucking – your, re- your real ways of viewing the world, which, you know, it just, it does, it is the, the, just the incongruousness between, like, oh, these people are fucking crazy because they think lizards are running the world. Be- between, oh, no, no, the, the government is lying to you, but they're just lying about these different things. Like, it's, we are in a fucking nuts time. Like, it, it is just like you've just got to hold on to stuff that, that makes you feel good basically if it doesn't hurt anyone. And and I think that, um, yeah, thanks to you that I've been able to find myself in, in such a position where I've been able to have the life that I've got is, is a lot um, due to you, mate, like and I really appreciate that. I need you to know um, that, yeah, I do uh, come across as like, Oh how fucking dare you get me to try to do this all this kind of stuff! But.
1: I like I like that though. I like the yeah. I like the initial resentment you have to the fact that I like I try to feed your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah.
0: No, but it's it is something that um that I that I've just it is a part of my life now. Like um, yeah, and I and I really enjoy it, and I and I like. I don't know. It's a testament to you of how you've uh, how you've grown over the last decade as well. Ah. I've seen a lot of other comedians grow outwards into people that I don't think are that great anymore. Like people that I used to look up to, I don't. Um, but you have matured in, in such a way that that makes me really proud to be a part of of what we do together. Ah. Like. Um, yeah. Okay. It's 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 really like I find myself agreeing with you on a lot of things and um, and yeah, it's it's just wonderful to be a part of this this little universe that 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 spends a lot of time on stupid pointless <laughs> shit. Right? Like we really, spend we spend a, really we does. spend a stupid amount of time on a pointless lot <laughs> sort of shit. Yeah. And and that's the fun of it. Like um,
1: it is yeah, fun and I appreciate it um, uh, mate uh, look you know you know how uncomfortable I am with these yeah, things so I I'm going to have to move yeah. quickly to the pl- <laughs> plugs so <laughs> James's book buy that yep. buy my book as well um, uh, Willosophy I will say this mm-hmm. um, I am doing two live philosophy shows at the Sydney Opera House as part of the Just for Last Festival for people who are listening if you are a Willosophy fan and you would like to see that podcast come back um, look If the shows sell out, I'm probably going to be in a better mood about the idea of doing it again in the future. And if they don't, I'll be like, fuck this. I'm never bringing it back. So,
0: Mate, you were pumping it out at a point (laughs) there where I was just like, this has got to be some draining shit, man. I definitely
1: needed a break. But if those shows go well, hopefully they'll be great. So if anyone's listening who's in Sydney, you'd like to come. I've got two – I'm not going to reveal who the comedians are, but uh, two – International comedians who are part of the Just For Last Festival. Oh, cool. My guests on those two. So, two guests that I wouldn't ordinarily be able to speak to either. So, it's going to be really fun. And and I encourage people to come out and, and, and see those shows.
0: Oh, great. And go to my Red Bubble shop.
1: Oh, yes, definitely do that. So that you've got, like, you, i noticed you've posted a whole bunch of new stuff on your Redbubble. I Bubble
0: did, shop. I did. I've got the Magpie one. Did you see that one I did last night? Yeah. FFS? Cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, yes, I would love uh, people. So Redbubble for those who don't know, because yeah. there might be people who don't know.
0: And it's got to be my page, like James Fosdyke or Mr. Fozz, I think are the two sort of things you can type in to get to mm. my page.
1: Because there's it's not so that, many rips, there'll be other people ripping you off.
0: Ripping me off. I've had a bit of contact from Redbubble that they're trialling out this new system that I don't have to fucking send in all these like complaints about okay. individual ones. So it might be a bit easier in the future. So I do have a spark of hope, and that sparked me into getting a few more of those uh, posters and and artwork up on Redbubble. Busting to have that four four hundredth one as a t shirt too, because yeah, it's just beautiful.
1: Well, hopefully next year too, Charlie and I are going to tour. But I I, 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 what I have That'd noticed be nice. is, yeah, geez, we've been wanting to for a long time. So hopefully we will go out there and actually do some shows. It would be nice to pe- see people in the merch at the shows. People do come to, like, the yeah. my stand-up shows. And even somebody in the Question Everything audience the other night was rocking some uh, James Fosdike merch. So, like, it, I do see oh, it out great. in the wild, but it would be nice to do some fop shows and really see it in person. Hey, James, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, and thank you for everything that you do for us. Thank you.
0: Cheers, mate. <laughs>